Kids and coaches, to another episode of West of Nowhere. I am your loving and humble servant, Levi. Um, and I'm all alone today. R.I.P. No, um, as you know, Shane's off in foreign lands doing foreign things, and Mark and the rest of the Stadler clan has COVID apparently. So that's pretty exciting, considering I was just over there. Um, <laughs> no, I. I believe that it'll be all right, but, um, we do wish them well, uh, but yeah, so it's just me today, you know, you're just with old faithful, old Levi McGee, you know, I'm here to provide you with some quality content, maybe, um, I mean, it's content, quality, who knows, uh, so, so yeah. That's what we're doing today. Um, before we get started, go ahead and thank the Patreon people, which is... Should have had this pulled up. There we go. Adam Pacino, Tony Burgess, Sam Norton, Natalie Tacarante, Master of Media, Kylie Gangwish, Daddy Warbucks, Mark Stadler, um, Colton Zamersla, and Jeremy Brazzers, of course. Um, so if you would like to be one of the Patreon people... You can go in the link tree in the description and you can follow the links to the Patreon or you can um, just go to linktree slash walk W-O-K-P-O-D. Um, so yeah, and and you can also find the YouTube through there, all the fun things. We do appreciate all the support. Um, this last week's video got a bunch of comments in there predominantly just Kylie typical but <laughs> um but you know hey it we do we do like the uh we do like the comments it's nice it's nice to have people responding to things and um uh <laughs> where was um one of the things oh so Kylie agreed that I nailed my flower bro video uh, duties and if you would like to see that watch the previous video you can see it at the very end um also <laughs> kylie said she would move mountains for casey Musgraves, which i guess checks out it's kylie i don't know man um and then from beyond the the ether shane is wishing mark congratulations with the new baby and also says that um, I uh, know all about playing the skin flute and twerking, which, I mean, I wish. I wish I could do that. I I wish I could twerk, mainly, is, is like my main, <laughs> my main thing. But, you know, it's fine. Um, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll get there, but today's not that day, so it's fine. Um, anyway get into some some cool stuff well some stuff uh i was gonna comment on this when it happened oh also i get new glasses so 
on the video, they're super reflective, which I don't like, but I do like the style, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, if I keep my eyes down, it's not really an issue, so. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was going to talk about this story when it happened, uh, because everybody was kind of like, oh, gosh, what does that mean? Um, NASA <laughs> attacked an asteroid, um, is I guess the best way to put it, uh, launched a satellite named Dart, um, and just fucking just pelted this asteroid, right? And the asteroid wasn't like coming towards Earth, but they wanted to see in the event that an asteroid is coming towards Earth, is it possible to knock the asteroid off of its, you know, trajectory? basic kind of thing and a lot of people are like well pff, listen this is a 300 million dollar thing that they just launched at a rock like just to see no there's they're hiding something like dude nasa literally spends money just to see if they could do different things the entire time they've existed like that's been their motto i think I think if you look closely underneath the NASA logo, it says we spent a lot of money just to see, you know, so <laughs> I don't think it's as aggressive as people are thinking, but it's still pretty interesting. And they fucking did it. They totally, totally changed this uh, trajectory, um, which is kind of sweet, I guess, um, depending on how you're looking at it. I don't know. I can't find anything about how big um the actual asteroid is but you know big enough to hit with a friggin probe so yeah that's kind of interesting I, I i don't know i think it's fuck cool but you know not everybody's into that kind of thing also you know it seems like a waste of money but whatever we got to figure it out you want to be you me you want to be guessing later I'm gonna pull a don't look up and just we're gonna see maybe and then have the whole mission fail and then and then what and what you got nothing but anyway so that's kind of interesting um also in other space related news or not space related but like missile related news um north korea has been launching a bunch of missiles over japan like six in uh like a month or something like that. So that's pretty exciting. Everybody's freaking out on TikTok about uh, nuclear war with Russia. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the United States government did buy almost $300 million worth of drug uh, drugs that is designed to uh, treat blood cell injuries following radiological and nuclear emergencies. Um. But it says that they're part of uh, long-standing efforts to prepare for potential health impacts from threats to national security. Um, I guess this has been something that they do periodically every so often. But, you know, timing's great. Uh, with, you know, Putin basically going, you know, well, fuck it, I want to do something crazy. Now, here's the thing. Um, I get it. There's a lot of, like, it's very tense in the eastern bloc it's you got russia doing their thing against ukraine and we're sending a bunch of money to ukraine and everybody's a little on edge um 
But I think there's a couple important things to think about. Number one, um, like the people who are in that kind of like, I don't know, in, in Putin's war room, basically. Like, because I've heard rumors that Putin's got cancer and so he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he'll just start a nuclear war, whatever. But you got to think those people want to fucking live <laughs> after. So, like, they don't have cancer. They will. They get radiation sickness, right? So, I don't think that it, like, that kind of thought process, like, just really makes sense. Like, yeah, oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna nuke him just because this one guy's got cancer. I think it's more likely that those dudes just kill him <laughs> first. But, you know, it, so there's that. Also, the whole, the whole thing that we've been operating on for, like, the last 50 years, this mutually assured destruction thing, like, okay, you nuke Ukraine, then what happens? So you nuke everybody? Well, then what happens? Okay, well, then they nuke you. So nobody wins. It's, it's like literally the people with the best bunkers will win. And even then, they're not going to win. What do they get after that? Have you seen Jericho, the TV show? Have you seen, like, literally, have you ever played Fallout? You ever watched Mad Max? Like, there's nothing to win after that. And I don't think that like the last time nuclear weapons were used was in World War II uh, against a population, I should say. And this was a thing that they were like, we're going to do this because if we do not, we're going to have to invade Japan and we're going to be doing all sorts of shit there and we're going to take out way more people. And so like, as weird as it may seem, the nuclear option in Japan was actually a lesser of the two evils that could have happened because a full-on invasion of Japan would have killed way more people than the two nuclear bombs that we dropped. Don't agree. If I mean, if you don't agree, that's fine. But that's what it is. Like, this was not a decision. They're like, fuck it, we'll just nuke them. The idea is, or was, while we were creating them, is we need to get this before the Nazis do. Because if the Nazis get this, then what happens? Well, they're for sure going to nuke somebody for no reason. And so you get into this little wormhole of like, uh, well, the United States just thinks they're the, you know, the, uh, not the world police, but they're like the moral superiority where... We can have nukes because we're going to use them responsibly. <laughs> and maybe we will, maybe we won't. <laughs> but so far we've used them the, the one time, well, two times technically. And we did it with the best interest of that population, despite what it might look like, right? Um, and I just don't think that in this day and age that a, you know, some, like, Russia's not underground. They have the internet. They have they have all of the things. Their people know all the things. Like their people are pretty well informed for the most part. All their generals are pretty well informed. Like they know what happens. They know they know that that is like just a terrible move. So is it a genuine threat? I mean, it always will be because they exist, right? But 
is it something that like you should take super seriously like i'm not gonna go ahead and say go buy a fucking bunker and live underground because that's i don't know and not to be nihilistic but if it's gonna happen there's not a whole lot we could do about it anyway and say you do prepare like how far into this are you prepared to go because i think you got to deal with a lot of shit post right and <laughs> that's just the way it is it's like i don't know i played enough fallout to know that i would not make it in a post post nuclear apocalyptic future right i wouldn't cut it i'd be like you know what i think i'm gonna go jump off the grand canyon i'll see you i'll see you guys later um yeah so anyway things are going super well in the in the world um uh here's one thing lift your spirits up this will this will bring you up i feel uh new new pumpkin record broken minnesota in the old north 2560 pound pumpkin which broke the previous record um which was 2554 so it only won by six pounds uh but still pretty cool um now that's the that's the american record uh the world record is 2702 pound squash which was grown by an Italian in 2021. Um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but I feel like it would take a substantial amount of effort. Uh, this dude drove this pumpkin 35 hours uh, to get weighed in in San Francisco. Um and I'm assuming the reason it was 35 hour trip is because uh he's in Minnesota but like you can't drive 80 mile an hour down the down the interstate with a fucking 3000 pound pumpkin 2500 pound pumpkin whatever <coughs> still pretty interesting uh yeah so we have big ass pumpkins that's pretty cool um also update with the uh alec baldwin shooting okay so you guys uh forgot that that happened um last year uh alec baldwin had killed a uh cinematographer on the set of a movie titled rust um i can't remember what the exact situation was but the gun like, he had aimed it at the cinematographer and fired, and either there wasn't a blank or something along those lines. This is very Brandon Lee-esque. Um, anyway, he a lawsuit was filed in February from the family against Baldwin, the film production company, uh, the producers, and other members of the crew, alleged... Numerous industry standard violations. Um, the uh, victim, as it were, uh, her widower, her husband, um, is going to be an executive producer on the film. In like in results, uh, partial results of this, which I guess is like just a way to like get money from the 
you know, from the movie itself. Um, the statement from the court says, We have reached a settlement subject to court approval for a wrongful death case against the producers of Rust, including Alec Baldwin and Rust Movie Productions, LLC. As part of that settlement, our case will be dismissed. The filming of Rust, which I will now executive produce, will resume with all the original principal players on board in January 2023. I have no interest in engaging recriminations or attributions of blame to the producers or Mr. Baldwin. All of us believe, uh, I think her name's Helena. Helena's death was a terrible accident. I am grateful to, that the producers and the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to Helena's final final work. Uh, and that's what her husband said. Um, so I don't know what else um, happened. Obviously, there's probably some sort of other, you know, uh, financial compensation that was, um, you know, discussed or worked out in the deal but those things are usually undisclosed but kind of hard to hide him being <laughs> executive producer because his name would be there but i guess he could use like a pseudonym or like a pen name or something i don't know um so the big thing with this was that the production company uh and producers had cut a lot of corners and chose to hire the cheapest crew available, knowingly hired a wholly unqualified armorer. Um, and the armorer was Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and she was, um, she had some other shit go down. I can't remember what, uh, like, I feel like another, another thing she did also had it. But if you search her IMDb page, um she doesn't have that much uh <laughs> in her filmography like she's been uh armorer in two major productions and one of them hasn't even come out yet and the other one is rust so you know very um like oh we're just gonna hire somebody who's like basically brand new um yeah so anyway got got that going which is good i suppose um oh i heard about this over the weekend and uh there was a a kid i don't know how old he was um uh, i'll find out right now but this kid got shot in a mcdonald's uh drive through and what the deal was was that this police officer had been in pursuit of another car like a day or two before um this and there's full body cam footage the whole interaction is the officer walking towards the car opens the driver's side orders him out of the vehicle this dude looks confused um puts his hamburger down and then like five seconds after this dude opens the door, he shoots five rounds directly into the car, and then five more as the car drives away. Um, so, you know, he he had seen this car, and it looked like one that had evaded him the day before. So he's like, oh, fuck, here's this guy. Well, fuck, it turns out, not the same car. Not even, 
uh, it's not, it might be the same car, or same type of car, but it wasn't the same guy at all. So this completely just random kid, just 17-year-old, just hanging out in the McDonald's parking lot, eating a burger, uh, is now on life support with surgeries scheduled um, because this cop didn't take the few seconds or minutes or whatever to figure out um, if that was him or not, like the same car. So, so that's fucking wild. Um, and he was called, the police officer was called to the McDonald's for an unrelated incident. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty crazy, right? In other cop news in, uh, LA, La La Land, um, there was this, I don't know what you would call it. It was like a training thing, um, like for the LAPD, like a bunch of cops getting together doing like drills and shit and this one guy one police officer died during the training now freak accident right cool no here's where it gets interesting uh allegedly uh supposedly um that this police officer was um targeted by other police officers because he was doing investigations on a um what do you call it i don't know like just uh improper i don't know i don't know what the specifics was but um he was targeted or they believe that he was targeted because he was a whistleblower in an assault case involving other officers um and then the uh this assault happened like 10 months before this guy died and so he was going to be like the, I don't know about leading witness or what, but um, he was going to like give information and present evidence maybe, I don't know. But uh, he had a spinal cord injury after a grappling exercise. Um, he did have broken ribs, but those appear to be um, in line with a automatic CPR machine. So, yeah. Um, now, <laughs> that's what they said. Um, but the attorney for this man's family says that that device, that automatic CPR device, hadn't been used. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, it'll be interesting to follow along. Um, LAPD officer killed for being a, or potentially killed for being a potential whistleblower. So be keeping that on that because that's like, you know, this all of the all of the cop things in the media currently. Everybody's like, well, we just we wish that you know the good cops would stand up and do shit. Like, well, this is why they don't get fucking murdered in the goddamn training incidents and shit. Oh no, he's, he broke his neck in six places. <laughs> it's pesky training, I tell ya. It's not great. Um, anyway, I'll, f I'll be following along with that one in the, in the future. So, keeping along with the, uh, legal side, I suppose. Um, Joe Biden, president, you know, uh, announced that he's going to be pardoning individuals who have a federal marijuana possession 
Like, if they're... If that's their only fucking thing. Like, if they had possession of marijuana on the... And it was a federal offense. But that's all they did. They didn't have, like, an assault or, you know, whatever. Dealing or anything like that. Um, it's being pardoned. He also wants to get rid of that, like, like just nationwide. But there's a lot of pushback on it, which is kind of funny. Um, notably... Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts says that, oh, it's just so impossible. Like, nobody just has a marijuana charge on its own. Like, that's, you just don't understand the marijuana issue. Like, that was his argument. Meanwhile, there's 6,500 people with prior convictions for simple marijuana possessions that were impacted by these pardons. And a thousand more through pardons under D.C. law. Um, so, and that's just U.S. citizens and, um, you know, so just straight up U.S. citizens. Um, anyway, I think that's, I think it's a good move, right? I mean, it's just so fucking weird. Um... And, you know, marijuana being a Schedule One substance under federal drug sentencing guidelines, which is, like, Schedule One <laughs> narcotics is, like, heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, LSD, which, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems aggressive. And the, the whole history with fucking marijuana being, like, demonized and reefer madness and all that shit it's it's just really uh archaic is that the word seems pretty fucking stupid but it's a goddamn plant so anyway um now here's a story that i'm pretty interested in but i don't know how to convey it properly because i don't understand physics but the nobel pie prizes nobel pies nobel prizes have been awarded and the one for physics is a bit of a brain scratcher. A little bit of a brain teaser. Um, they proved that uh, locally real, the universe is not. Um, which, if you're confused by that, um, real meaning that objects have a definite property independent of observation. Um, like... An apple can be red even when no one's looking. A lot of object permanence in this real, okay? And local means objects can only be influenced by their surroundings and that any influence cannot travel faster than light. Okay. So there's that. Um, so those two things have been disproved, which is very confusing. Follow with me. Uh... These guys who are at the front of quantum physics, which I used to think was just a fancy word for made up, but apparently it's real. So I'm already not doing great. But quantum physics have found that these ob that these things cannot both be true. Instead, evidence shows that objects are not influenced solely by their surroundings, and they may also lack definite properties prior to measurement. Um, Albert Einstein had once said to a friend regarding this 
phenomenon. Do you really believe the moon is not there when you are not looking at it? And this is a very um, Schrodinger's kind of problem, right? Um, <laughs> like, so the way I was interpreting it or the way I look, had been told about it via some TikTok accounts and whatnot is that um, these entangled uh, particles, they had this thing called spin, and spin is not like when they're actually spinning, it's just like their state. And when they're traveling, they're either going to register an up or a down. And they're only going to register that once you've actually observed them, which I don't really understand. But that means that as soon as you register it, no matter how far apart these particles are, you register the one as up or down the other one's going to be conversely the opposite right immediately which means that that information between these two travels faster than the speed of light which is confusing in and of itself and how does that make any sense i don't know i'm not a fucking goddamn physician uh <laughs> I don't think that's even the right word. See, not the guy to be telling you about this. But pretty pretty cool that we're just like shattering holes in whole Einstein's uh, <laughs> theories left and right. Um, but that's what he gets for banging his cousin, you know? So, anyway. If you want to read more about this, there's like a bunch of YouTube videos that are trying to explain it. And I got confused out of most of them. Um, but it's kind of neat, like, just the fact that, you know, this, this has been, like, and they, they were said that this thing that they were observing is something that nobody really gives a fuck about, <laughs> like, it's very, like, it doesn't really affect that much outside of what they're doing, like, it was just like, oh, of course, yeah, we know that that's happening, but they didn't really register or look into what else is happening around it so that's that's what that is so science what what will they think of next um yeah so moving to something less sciencey more historically kind of um so i don't know if you've ever had this experience but traveling around the country or the world mostly the world when you go to other places and you see other americans and how they interact with their environment like do you ever get secondhand embarrassment and obviously this is a niche question for like people who have been outside of the country but like i said i i don't know i think i act pretty normal and i like to people watch and i'm like well that person's not acting normal and i know i'm not doing that so by proxy I'm act well. Americans have a pretty bad reputation for acting like shitheads across the globe. Um, and case in point, a tourist, a United States tourist, smashed, smashed ancient Roman sculptures at the Vatican uh, last week. Um, this, <laughs> like, they were on these um, podiums, and this guy just like pulled them down, and the man did this because he wanted to see the Pope, quote-unquote, to see the Pope. That was his mission. 
and after he was denied, uh, he started <laughs> just fucking smashing shit. Uh, this guy's 65 years old. He had been in Rome for about three days and appeared to be psychologically distressed. Are you sure? Maybe he had ghosts in his blood. Did anybody check? Cause, cause that could that could do something. Um, yeah. So smash two busts to the ground, one after the other. Um, spokesperson said they were from this. So they're not fucking telling me how old these sculptures are, but they said ancient Rome. So <laughs> could be two thousand years old. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Rick Steves, which I don't know if you know a lot about Rick Steves, but he's he's like the travel guide. Uh, <laughs> Rick Steves, he's got all those shit on PBS. He's always traveling all over the place. Anyway, he says that although all artifacts in the museum could be considered precious, the damaged pieces were relatively insignificant. What does that mean? Well, it just means that those things are a dime a dozen and they wouldn't put them out on display where people could just topple them if they weren't okay with loot. Which leads me to believe that there's so much fucking artifacts all over the place. Like, I went to a museum in uh, Kansas City, the uh, Nelson Atkins, and they had shit from ancient Egypt just hanging on the wall. Like, I could have booped it if I wanted to. I didn't. Should have, but it, I could have. Um, and it it's like, are you not worried about people fucking with this? Like, I know it's a museum, and they got, like, security people, but honestly, the only thing I could see anybody, like, really freaking out about on security was um, the position that people had their bags, like, you know, uh, satchels or purses. Um, apparently, you couldn't, I can't remember, I can't even remember what the issue was, but, it, like, you could only hold it in a certain position on your body, which is kind of strange, um, but if that's your main priority... That would lead me to believe that all the shit on the walls is not as expensive as you're making it seem. Which makes me want one. So, if you're, if you're listening to this and you work at a museum, send me some Egyptian shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I should say. Just send me some, some Egypt. Anyway, last story for the day. Uh, Harvey Weinstein is finally going on trial. Which is hilarious because he's been in jail for like fucking six years. Um, not really. Uh, five years after the story started leaking during the Me Too movement. He's finally going on trial in L.A. Um, he's already been serving a 23-year uh, sentence for rape and sexual assault in New York. But now he's got... Is this not double jeopardy or is that something else? Like how I thought once you once you were serving prison time for one thing, you couldn't be tried for that same thing somewhere else. Or is that not how that works? I don't know. Good news is fuck that guy, right? I mean, I'm not saying don't put him on trial. Put him on trial. I hope I hope he gets put on trial and I hope he starts singing like a canary and talks about all the fucking weirdos cuz I want to shut all the fucking ultra conservative people up that are always like, all oh, the fucking kick Hollywood types, all raping people. Cool. Fucking get them out. Like, I've never understood that argument where it's like, oh, oh, really? Well, 
you don't care about that. Like, I do. Just fucking... It's the same people that always make the fucking uh, comments about Hunter Biden and his shenanigans. Like, are they illegal? Cool. Try him. Put him in jail. If it's leaked to everybody else, put them all in jail. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> I have no skin in this game. Um, But yeah, anyway. So, Harvey Weinstein, uh, L.A. trial starts soon um anyway pretty excited about that just to see all the fucking shit that comes up from that because there's gonna be at least something something good hope it's televised too ah uh, no i don't because he's gonna be doing that fake old man shit i mean he's 70 but like they do that they fucking do that man um the golden state killer did that shit they have video surveillance of him like doing all this crazy shit in jail like doing like push-ups and like pull-ups in his cell and then he'd like go into court. Me, I'm a feeble old man. Me, can't hurt anybody. It's a shitty tactic, and I fucking hate it. Um, anyway, so, so that's uh, that's all the stories we got this week. Um, I am going to now go into the Billboard 200, and I paused for a second because I got really confused because I saw something I was not expecting. Um. So, anyway, here it is. Without further ado, the Billboard 200 Top 10. Um, back to number one. Un Vierno Cindy, Bad Bunny. Um, debuting at number two, Five Seconds of Summer, which their, <laughs> their uh, album title is 5SOS5. But if you squint, it looks like sauce. Which I think is pretty cool. Fucking, uh, <laughs> why am I so dumb? Um, up from four to three, Dangerous, the double album, Morgan Wallen got ninety weeks on the in the top ten. That's fucking insane. Um, there's a bigger one coming up later though, so buckle up. Uh, down from one to four, Blackpink, Born Pink. I guess this is a uh, a K-pop band. Uh, up from seven to five, Harry's house, Harry Styles, holding steady at number six, Renaissance by Beyonce. Um, down from five to seven, the highlights by the weekend, eighty-five weeks. That's pretty good. Um, Beautiful Mind by Rod Wave at eight. This is the one that confused me. At number nine, re-entry. Uh. This is a re-entry into the into the charts, which is I I don't know what that means, but Dirt by Allison James, fuck yeah, bud. Uh, peak position was six, and it is spent 103 weeks on the charts, which is pretty cool. Um, and then number ten, American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan. So that's what we got. That's pretty cool though. Dirt, Allison James, great fucking album, man. Um, back when music was music. No. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening to me ramble. Hopefully this was better than the last time I did it. I had a little more prepared. Um, but, you know, I'm fallible. I'm a human. I don't know. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please drop a YouTube comment. Let me know what you're thinking. I need to know what you're thinking so I can do better. 
Um, Shane should be able to join me next time, I think, as long as we can get the time worked out and as long as his internet doesn't suck. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got going on there. Um, I want to thank our friends, Kicking It With The Kellys, The Remedy Room, Dutch and Denver, and No New Friends Podcast. Uh, I want to thank our master of media for slinging the sick memes on Facebook. If you would like to check them out, Facebook, you know, just go to Facebook, type in West of Nowhere. We're the only one there. Uh, it should be in our link tree as well. Um, also, don't forget to do all the YouTube things. Like I said, comment, leave a comment. If you think I could do something different, let me know. If you like what we're doing, review us on Apple Podcasts. Review us on Spotify. Like and like the page on Facebook. Drop a review there. Uh, comment on all of the sick memes. Um, yeah, so that's it. Don't forget to tip your bartenders. And I've had enough. Peace out, bitches.